With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the South End Zone. I'm your host, Jason. I'm joined alongside Timmy again, and Eric is back with us again this week. Timmy, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, excited to talk about this ACC. I know you're not a big fan of them, but uh, I always like the uh, kind of football that comes out of that conference, so see what you got to say about that later. Hey, man, I don't hate the ACC. Dabo's a Bama guy. You know, I got my respect for the right teams in there. But uh, all right, all right. But yeah, I'm interested in your takes as well, Eric. How you doing, man? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm a little tired. A little tired. I'm running on E this week, but I'm a little pumped up about this podcast, though. Ready? I'm fired up, man. Ready to crush both of y'all's takes. <laughs> well, I'm I'm ready to be crushed. I guess <laughs> I admire the confidence, but uh, no, it's uh, yeah, ACC is uh, you know, there there are some fairly interesting teams. You know, they might not necessarily be great. But there are uh, some teams I'm curious to see. You know, there's a couple. Like I could be, like I said in the group chat, I could be talking to anything from four and eight to eight and four for some of these teams. So no doubt. Kind of how it shakes out will be uh, kind of curious to see. Yeah, me too. Uh, listeners, this week uh, Hunter not able to make it this week, so yeah, he's he's day to day. We're gonna move on without him. Talk about the ACC this week, Tim. I'm gonna start with you. Who's your pick to win the ACC? Are you kidding me, man? You think I was born yesterday? I mean, Clemson's obviously going to come out of the ACC. It's going to be an exciting conference to watch, you know, not so much on the Atlantic side, but the Coastal's wide open this year, in my opinion. I know there's some heavy favorites at the top over there, but it could get real interesting. But to answer your question, I mean, Clemson's going to come out of the ACC, obviously. I agree. Eric, what do you think? Who you got winning it? Uh, Well, in terms of coming out of the ACC, you know, Clemson. Obviously, um, anyone who's watched more than about five minutes of college football the last eight years or so, um, it's fairly evident that, you know, Clemson is the team to beat. I don't know that it's, uh, it's a hundred percent. I wouldn't carve it in stone, but yeah, if I had to bet on a team, I would. If I had to bet on a team, Clemson would, would be the one. Obviously, it's, that's not, uh, some groundbreaking revelation there. No doubt. Well, I'm going to get right into it. Tim, I'm going to talk to you first. Uh, you're on the hot seat first, man. Uh, we're going to go coastal. I'm going to give you three teams. And uh, give you the over-unders. Uh, I'm going to start you off with North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Vegas has them at 10 wins. Go ahead and tell me where, where you've got them. And uh, I'll, I'll have Eric tell you why you're wrong. 
Yeah, this is one of the teams I was alluding to when I said there's some some heavies at the top in the coastal that people are picking to win and over under 10 wins. I'm not buying 10 wins for this team this year, man. You know, Mac Brown is still building that program out there and he's doing a really good job, but I just don't see them getting to 10 wins this year, man. Um, you know, they were eight and four last year. I just don't see him making a two win jump. They're a good football team, but there were some big question marks for me last year. You know, they got blown out by Notre Dame and then they lost to Florida State and UVA, who are not good teams at all. And they didn't have a signature win to make me believe that they're all of a sudden they're going to increase their win total by two. You know, they lost their top two running backs from last year. They lost their top two wide receivers, and that's half your your yardage and TD production on the outside last year. They're trying to replace 1,800 yards and 14 touchdowns. That's not easy to do, man. I mean, I know Sam Howell back there is one of the best quarterback talents in the country, and he might be the number one quarterback taken in the draft next year. But what can he do with all new skill players coming in? It's, it's a big question for me. And he, he's got his whole line coming back, so that's a plus for him. But like I said, all new skill players – with that team, I just don't see a two-win jump. You know, their defense was real young last year, but it really wasn't spectacular by any means. They, they were like eighth in the conference or something like yeah, that. Yeah, gave up 29 and, again. You know, yeah, what are they, all of a sudden going to be 85 Bears back there? You know, like you said, the points per game was kind of weak and giving up 400 yards a game in def- on defense last year, that's, that's not going to get it done, man. You know, looking at their schedule to get them to 10 wins, you know, the first game of the year for them is at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg at night. You know, I know VT is has not been what they have been in the past of recently, but that is still a tall order week one to come out and just check that off as a win. Um, that's going to be a tough game. They could easily drop that. You know, then they got to go to Miami or actually they got them at home, but um, then they got a Notre Dame followed by late season road games at Pitt and NC State. And, and that's really five iffy games for me. Um, they basically have to play perfect to get to 10 wins. And I don't see it happening, man. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. Um, Eric, what do you think? Where you got them? Uh, well, first off, I want I want Tim to remember all these uh, reasons he just talked about North Carolina being under. Remember what you said about North Carolina. That'll that'll it'll be on the test later. Um, I'm taking notes. I look at their schedule and I look at what they have coming back, which is a stud, super stud quarterback. He's he's another guy like Rattler, where I would imagine he's he's probably going to have some some uh, big numbers and find himself in in New York in December. Um, and then aside from that, they lost two of the probably the two best running backs they've ever had. You know, they lost 85% of their rushing yards and 67% of their receiving yard production from last year. That is massive. That's a dagger. You know, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And if, man. If, if you have a deep team from year to year, like the, you know, the Alabamas of the world, you can get away with one of those numbers. I don't know that anyone could get away with both of them. And I know for damn sure that their defense is not good enough to cover that that loss, right? So they averaged 43 a game and gave up 29 last year, right? 43 is going to go down. They, you know, they have some cushion. They're they're not going to score 43 again. No, I don't care how fast they play. 29. I mean, it might be more of the same. But, you know, look at the defensive line. They got six or seven guys they can rotate in. You know, up front and in the secondary, I think they're still trying to figure out what is our right mix of players because we've got a handful of guys that, that we can give a shot to. We don't know which one of them is the best because they're all more or less the same. And, you know, in this case, same doesn't mean great. I mean, I'd imagine they'll 
probably score in the mid thirties and give up about 30 a game again. Yeah. So, I mean, they're a solid team, but like I said, I just don't see them making a two win jump. Yeah. I'll, I'll interject here because w- the way I look at it, um, like you guys said, that they got gutted percentage wise on offense. That's not going to help them out. I mean, that that's a dagger to your offense. I mean, I know they've got eight starters back, but the ones they lost, I mean, it's just so much production. So I, I do have a big question mark for them, whether or not they can step up and become those guys and continue that level of production. I don't see it. I agree with you. And defensively, yeah, they've got 10 starters back on defense, but I mean, they were abysmal last year on defense. They were minus two in turnover margin, you know, so eight and four having a negative turnover margin. I mean, that just, it's really questionable to me. And Timmy highlighted their schedule and coming out in Blacksburg in week one. I mean, I don't care that Virginia Tech hasn't been very good lately. That is a tough game. And it's, I mean, Blacksburg is going to be rocking and they could just, if they drop week one, you know, they do avoid Clemson from the other side and that's good. You know, that, cause I mean, that would be a guaranteed loss and it would definitely push me towards the under. I'm going to actually take a push here. I think they lose to Miami and Notre Dame, and I think they should win every other game they play. I definitely think they'll be favored in 10 games. So I'm going to take the push. I'm going to disagree with both. Yeah, they, they, actually, both they actually miss the, the three, I, what I think are the three best teams in the Atlantic. They miss them all. They don't have Clemson. They don't have BC. They don't have Louisville. So schedule helps them probably get 210, but I don't see them going past. Can we all agree that Texas letting Mac Brown go when they did was a huge mistake? Oh, yeah, 100%, man. That was probably the worst decision they've ever made. How many coaches have they been through since Mac Brown? Like 40. Well, they had Charlie Strong. They had Tom Herman. Was it just two? I guess it was just two. Wow. <laughs> well, seems like more. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, yeah, so you guys are both under. I'm going to take a push. I think they'll be favored in 10 games, and I think they should win those. But I'm going to move on, and we're going to talk about the Hurricanes, Miami. Vegas has got them at nine and a half, Tim. What do you got? Yeah, I I just can't take the over here, man. They got a guaranteed L week one. You know, they're playing Alabama. Get out of here with that. Yeah, they ain't going to win that game. Come on. We all know that. But they are going to be a good football team, man. Um, I, I like them actually to win the Coastal over North Carolina. But I, I don't see them basically running the table on the rest of their schedule after Alabama to get to that over nine and a half mark. I just don't see it. Um, there's just too many opportunities for them to trip up. You know, they play North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Florida State. Those are not guaranteed W's for that team. They are returning all 11 starters on offense and nine on the defense. So they have that going for them. The big win on them on offense is Derek King is coming back, but he has to prove that he's fully healthy. Um, again, after tearing his ACL in the bowl game last year. So that healing timeline is going to be crucial for them. But, you know, considering if he's healthy, their, their offense is more than capable of hanging with anybody in the ACC. He's their most potent rusher, but they are getting away from the uh, pro-style offense they were running a few years ago and going more to that spread, and, and that suits him a lot better. So, like I said, as long as he's healthy, they should be just fine on offense. And on defense, they should be solid as well. You know, they got a couple of 300-pound, big, beefy guys up front on defense over there, um, and their secondary is going to be very good too. They got that – uh Bubba Bolden Jr. kid back there. He's a superstar for them back there at safety. I see them taking a big step forward on on defense this year. They were the fourth best defense in the conference last year, and I think they're going to get a little bit better. And the bottom line for me is that this year's team is going to be better than last year's team, taking a step forward. It's deeper. 
it's more talented, but I don't think that they cracked that 10 win mark and I got them at nine, but still winning the coastal. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I think they can definitely win the coastal. I actually took the over on this one. I'll let Eric, you know, give his take and then I'll, I'd like to, I'd like to hear his take first before I give my reason for the over. So Eric, where do you got him over under nine and a half? I got him nine and three Ooh. Um, because I, I don't have nearly as much faith in their defense as Tim does. Um, now the, the quarterback I love. Uh, he was a hell of a lot of fun to watch when he played at Houston, putting up video game numbers. Playing Alabama eight and a half months after ACL surgery, uh, he might be medically cleared to play, but he's not going to be, you know, back to 100% game ready fully as far as, you know, what he does well as far, you know, in terms of quickness and agility. Um, but, and he had a great season last year up until the injury at 2,600 yards and 23 scores. He was really good against the blitz, you know, relative to most college quarterbacks. He, he was in the sixties. Completion percentage-wise, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions against the Blitz. That's that's fairly unheard of at the college level. But, I mean, their defense is, is just kind of there. You're hating on the turnover chain, man? I don't hate the turnover chain. And I, I would part of me would like to see Miami get to the over, which I'll, I'm going to touch on why that is maybe when we get down to, to Florida State because it's very similar reasoning. But if you hop on your computer and pull up the box scores from their games against Clemson, in North Carolina last year, like those should have a, an NSFW <laughs> warning on them, on those numbers. Clemson put 550 on them, 34 first downs. Yeah, but they do that to everybody in the ACC, man. They do. When you look at and you look at that and you say, "Holy shit, that's that's terrible." And then you look at the North Carolina game and it's like your eyeballs melt at those numbers. It's 544 yards rushing. Good God, uh, ten yards a carry. They were probably fortunate they only gave up 27 a game last year, to be honest with you. So I don't, I, I think their offense will be fine because I, I do like the quarterbacks. They have, they have three running backs that they kind of rotate through. They got a, a transfer from Oklahoma receiver, Charlton Rambo or Charleston Rambo. Um, they got a kid, uh, Mike Harley coming back who, you know, he had, I think 50 some catches and, uh, half, you know, half dozen touchdowns. He, he had a pretty decent year last year. You know, and they have, a lot of guys coming back experience-wise in the offensive line. So offensively, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be pretty good defensively. I just can't trust them enough to to say they're only going to lose two. Yeah, I actually took the over here. I do. Ha- I, I'm kind of you got them at ten. Yeah, me? I do have them at ten wins. I, I think they lose to Alabama, and I think they lose to North Carolina on the road. But they'll be favored in every other game they play. At least they should be if De- if De'Ara King stays healthy. I mean that that's the kicker. And I mean, Manny Diaz coming in second year, no spring, COVID, all that. And to do what he did to go eight and three, honestly, I mean, I think it's pretty impressive. And your only two wins or your only two losses, excuse me, against Clemson and North Carolina. I mean, you know, a lot of those teams, they were close wins. You know, I mean, you look at like uh, the Virginia Tech game, the NC State game, you know, both of those are field goal or less wins. Virginia, same thing, five points. So. I think they take a step forward in Manny Diaz's third year. I mean, I actually like Manny Diaz. I think he's a good coach, especially on, yeah, I do on too, defense. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win 10 Yeah, games. so I, I think they take a step forward. And having everybody back on offense, you know, to me is just the kicker. But it, it, it's like I said in the beginning, <laughs> if, if Derek King doesn't stay healthy, they're finished. I mean, they... Oh, yeah, they're chalked. Yeah, so the depth behind him is a you know, massive concern. Now, you know, bringing back 10 starters on offense, that's fantastic. Hopefully they can protect him because he is dynamic and I love to watch the guy play. 
Alabama in week one, honestly, I'm kind of concerned. I mean, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I do, I do think Alabama wins specifically for what Eric said. He's coming off a massive injury and Alabama's front seven. I mean, their whole, their whole front seven is back. Okay. So that <laughs> minus Dylan, minus Dylan Moses, but you know, you sounded the upset alert over I'm here. I'm not sounding the upset alert quite yet, but you know, Alabama's offense is a huge question mark. We don't know. I mean, it, it's a whole new offense. So we don't know how dynamic they're going to be. I mean, you know, they've lost all their big time first round draft picks. So they're starting a freshman at quarterback practically. So, you know, turnover chain guys saving, shaking in shoes over there. Is that what you're saying? I doubt it. But, <laughs> but, you know, all I'm saying. Yeah, that boy's stone cold. He don't fucking shake it anything. No, he, no F's given. But, you know, regardless, I, the rest of their games, I mean, I think they'll be, you know, sitting at four and one going into the North Carolina game. Okay. So looking at that, if they go on the road and win that game, they got a great chance to finish 11 and one. But ultimately, I gave them the over and it all is based on Derek King's knee. We'll see what happens. But um, I'm going to move on from them. Now I want to talk to Tim about, <laughs> about former, a team formerly known as Beamer Ball, Virginia Tech. Timmy's actual fanhood team. Tim Vegas has got him at seven wins, bro. What do you got over, under, or push? Yeah, man. Virginia Tech, you're going to call me a homer, but I got him going over seven, man. Um, I got him, I got him winning eight games this year. We expected nothing less. Yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, you, you know that. I have been very critical of Justin Fuente in the past. In the past, you but mean I like think, you mean like an hour ago? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm giving him a pass for last year's team. You know, they were 5 and 6 and he dorked up the long-standing streak of bowl game appearances. They had been in a bowl game every year since 1992 and he screwed that up last year. But I give him a pass because of COVID. They had a lot working against them. They were missing like 20 players at the beginning of the season because of COVID. Couple that with the defense learning a new scheme under a first-year defensive coordinator. When you lump all that stuff together on top of the fact that they were a really young team last year, you know, they were starting four underclassmen on offense and three on defense. That's just a really steep hill to climb during all the circumstances. Yeah, with no spring, year. that's tough. But they got 15 of them kids coming back this year. Like I said, they were a young team, so a lot of them are coming back. Um, and I think they're poised for a bounce-back season from last year. They're going to surprise a couple people here. You know, you look at last year's team, they were the, the best rushing team in the ACC last year. They did lose their, their top running back to the NFL last year. Um, and they did lose a big hit on the offensive line and Christian Dare saw another first round NFL draft pick, but they got some depth coming in behind them, uh, to fill those holes. And they're no stranger to that running back by committee approach. And they got a stable back there and I think they'll be just fine. Um, the offensive line will be the same thing, um, to fill some of those holes in there. And looking at the quarterback play, I think it's going to be a big plus for them. You know, Hendon Hooker was back there for the majority of the time last year. And, you know, they labeled that kid as a dual threat quarterback, but he couldn't throw the damn ball. He, th he was only a threat to run. He wasn't a threat to do anything, in my opinion. He stinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I got frustrated with him watching him. Braxton Burmeister is coming in and 
he is an actual dual threat quarterback. He can sling the ball around a little bit, and he's real sneaky with his legs. Um, so I like the upgraded quarterback for them this year. And they've got some sneaky receivers on the outside that not a lot of people are paying attention to that he can get the ball to. So I like their offense this year. The big thing for them is going to be how they improve on their defense because their defense was a dumpster fire last no year. No doubt. 32 um, a game. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. only thir- I mean, they, they did have some decent sack numbers, you know, 36 sacks. But, you know, when you, when you give up, uh, you know, 181 yards on the ground per game, you're not going to win very many games in a run-dominant league. No, and and that's not what you're you're used to seeing from a Virginia Tech team. They're usually very defensive minded. You know, they've had Bud Foster back there at the helm for you know the last thirty years or whatever it is. And like I said, Justin Hamilton was his first year last year, and it's just not fair to grade him on that performance given all the circumstances. So I think he he takes that defense another step forward this year um, and brings him back up to Virginia Tech standards um you know their schedule is somewhat favorable i think if they can slay north carolina week one you can look out they might be coming for the coastal as a dark horse but you know we've all seen in the past they're they're liable to choke a game off here or there so it's always it's always a big question mark but um at the end of the day, I got him at eight wins. So call me a homer if you don't liable to drop a game. Well, okay, this team is the king of playing down to their competition. They will go out. They will. I can't lie, man. <laughs> they they biff it a lot. I, they I know will go the, out, the chokies, and, but. you know, play a team like Ohio State, and they it'll go down to the final play, and then a week later they'll lose to East Carolina. I mean, it happens all the time with them. Even in the Beamer years, it happened. Well, for the record, they did beat Ohio State in the horseshoe a couple years ago, so I read that one down. But it goes both ways, though, because they, they, they do win games that they shouldn't, right? They, they beat teams that they shouldn't beat yeah, just and, as, as often as they. Yeah, more or less, but it's it's really demoralizing when you know, you're know you high on the team and they, they get a big victory against a, a top opponent, and then they go out and lose to James Madison. Like, are you kidding me? Perfect example. Last year, and by the way, I bet on this game, and I remember texting Timmy during the game, the Liberty game. <laughs> it was the greatest thing oh, I've God. ever seen. Virginia Tech calls a timeout. They miss the field goal, and then they come back and make the game-winning field goal. I think it was a 50-yarder. It was the best thing I'd ever seen, which I think Liberty – went undefeated against the spread last year. So I rode them like a horse, but uh, they've got to clean that up. I'm actually going to agree with both of you. I'm taking them over at eight and four. It wouldn't surprise me if they won nine games. I've got them taking losses at Notre Dame, possibly a loss at Pittsburgh. And then (laughs) absolutely on the road at Miami as a loss. Now, North Carolina week one, North Carolina is going to be favored, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Virginia Tech win the game. I think Lane Stadium is going to be lit the fuck up, man. You know, Ender Sandman is going to be bumping oh, be, them kids going to come out hyped up. I got them. I got them winning that My game. God, Write calling upset alert on week one. Jesus, I wish that. I wish I had that. I, Bring I, I got to find Bring that it. spread. Yeah, yet to be determined. But oh man, I'm going to write down that that upset pick for North Carolina week one, man. I can't wait for that. I, I, I've got to find the spread before the podcast is over. We're going to we're going to move on. Um we spent way too much time on Virginia Tech, but you know, we'll 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 allow that this once since Timmy's a fan. Um I'm going to move on and uh, Eric, 
it's your turn. I'm going to move on to the other side. We're going to talk about the Atlantic. I'm going to give you the top three teams and uh, give me your over-unders. And then Tim's going to tell you why you're wrong and you suck. So we'll we'll start out at the top. Pretty obvious. Clemson, 11 and a half. So basically, are they going to go undefeated or not? Uh, I'm taking the under. And here's why. Uh, when I when I said, I want, I want you guys to remember everything Tim said about North Carolina. A lot of that applies to Clemson. You know, they got nine starters back on defense that gave up 20 a game which I believe was second in the ACC, uh, which is great because they're going to need those guys because they are going to be replacing the best quarterback they've ever had, the best running back maybe in the conference in the last 15 years. It, and it's not just that, oh, yeah, we're replacing five guys on offense. It's who those five guys are that really kind of drives this for me. New quarterback, new running backs. They got uh, receivers should be okay because I think they're going to get Justin Ross back to play what Justin Ross looks like after, you know, his injury and his surgery and a year off and all that, that, you know, that's not a given, but you know, that we talk, you know, I've, I've talked a couple of times about, um, you know, percentage of receiving yardage or rushing yardage production returning. And that's kind of a, you know, generally when you see a team that kind of falls off the ledge a little bit offensively and you're like, oh, God, what the hell happened? If you, if you look at the percentage of like Georgia is a good example, a couple of years ago, uh, when when Jake Fromm was a junior, their their offense was like super pedestrian. People were like, oh, what the hell happened? Like he regressed. Well, no, he really didn't. They just lost seventy percent of their their receiving production. They, right, they just lost receivers. You know, receivers aren't as easy to replace right away as people make like to talk themselves into leaving. Um, and then they got uh, two offensive linemen gone. So they have three three offensive line starters back. They have lots of good options, right? They're they're deep. They've recruited well for a number of years. You realize they only play one ACC team that had a winning record last year. Did anybody notice that? I do, I, I do. Which is why this was tough because really, this the, the over under is will they beat Georgia? And I just I think it's a tall order for them. I, you know, the quarterback's talented guy, obviously, um, and I'm sure the the Dixon kid that they have running back will be fine, right? In the long run, I mean, he I think. In kind of backup duty for them so far. He, he's over six yards of carry, right? As a part timer, he'll, he'll be fine. Turning 11 guys into an offensive unit isn't necessarily a week one thing. And having that many new guys on offense against that defense on week one, you know, if I'm, if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm concerned. And so I, I think this is a, I think this is a big game that Kirby actually wins. Now on defense, uh, they are horrifying. Well, th- this year is kind of special though. If you, Eric makes a great point here because if you look at like some of the years in the past, like I, I point back to 2016, they were in a very similar situation here in 2016 because all those defensive seniors came back, Dexter Lawrence, all those big freaks that they had that went in the first round, you know, Clean and Farrell, all those guys. This is a very similar situation to that. It is. They're fifth in the country in sacks per game last year, and they were third in tackles for loss, and they're going to be every bit as good this year. And they have, Somewhere between eight and eleven guys on the defensive line that they can rotate in, rotate in that would start for just about anybody. I mean, they're they're too deep is literally like a power five starting lineup twice. Um, they you know, linebacker they got Skalski coming back, um, Balin Specter coming back. Those guys are monsters. The one thing that I would be concerned about if I'm them is the secondary. They give up seven passes of thirty plus yards between the hashes. Right? They, they do not do a good job of deep balls over the middle. Right, that was the second most in the country. The seven passes. Yeah, but I don't know anybody outside of Sam Howell that's going to challenge them like that. Um, 
is a kid at Wake might. Um, he, he's, he's pretty good. Um, Oh God, Eric! Don't get me started right. on Wake. Well, Tim, tell him where he's wrong. Nah, he ain't wrong, man. They ain't gonna go undefeated this year. It's easy. Um, they're gonna lose the first game of the season to Georgia. That's just the bottom line. And then they're gonna run the table from there on out. You know, if Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne were still on this team, I'd take them to go undefeated. But they aren't, and I'm not. You know, they'll go eleven and one. It's as simple as that. Um, but. Like, like you guys already said, they're still going to be a juggernaut to deal with. You know, Trevor Lawrence, like we already said, was a generational talent, a quarterback. But, you know, that kid, DJ, you know, whatever his last name is, I'm not even going to try to say it. <laughs> you know, he's the truth, man. That kid would have started for any other team in the country if he was somewhere else. But um, he's going to be real good. You know, nitpicking him a little bit. They got some question marks, like you mentioned before, at the receiver position because they're kind of young. And Justin Ross, like you mentioned, is trying to come back from a, a career-threatening spinal issue, man. I just don't know how that's going to work out for that kid, you know. I hope it does because, you know, you don't like to see that happen to anybody. Yeah, he was real fun to watch when he was torching Alabama in the national title game. Yeah. I was like, who the f*** is this guy, man? Good God, we can't stop him. Yeah, nobody knows how he's going to come out of that. and. You know, on defense, like we already said, they're just going to be completely and utterly ridiculous. You know, like I said, when's the last time they haven't had a completely ridiculous defense under Dabo Sweeney? Um, But they got a clear path to the playoff. Yeah, and losing to Georgia week one is not going to hurt them at all in in terms of the playoff, right? So, and and I'm not saying they're going to be bad, right? I'm just saying I think they're going to go 11-1. I think they're going to beat whoever they play in the, the conference championship game, probably North Carolina, and they're going to make the playoffs. And they'll probably represent themselves just fine once they get there. Well, I'm going to disagree with you both. I think they go undefeated. I think they beat Georgia week one. And, uh, you know, the, okay, like let me just go over some of this stuff here. The, the one thing I don't like about them, I don't like betting on them for a spread because, you know, they – Dabo's just not an expert at covering spreads, you know, six and six last year against the spread. But Uyunga Lale, by the way, is how you say his name. That dude's going to win the Heisman Trophy. That's my bold prediction. Is a effing monster. I mean, the dude torched Notre Dame last year. Yeah, mark it down. Take it to the bank. Whatever you want. Spencer Rattler. Sorry. You're. Yeah, you ain't lying. The dude, the guy is a freak of nature. It's like, I mean, he would starve for any other team in the country last year. You know, if he's in Alabama preseason, him and Mac Jones would have been dead nuts competition. I mean, Mac Jones finished second in the Heisman. That dude, he's just as good. I mean, that, I mean, I've watched him play. He's freakishly good. He can run. I mean, just as well as Lawrence, if not better. He's got a dynamic arm. He can make all the throws. So with what they've got coming back on defense, which is like you both said, just fucking ridiculous. I mean, it, no one will be able to just run it up the gut on them. And that is Georgia's strength. I mean, I'm sorry, JT Daniels, he's not going to throw it around all over the field against them. Not to mention that Georgia lost Pickens. Yeah, and that's why I think it's going to be really low scoring because Georgia has a lot of new guys up front as well. And, and these are all really, you know, huge, really talented kids. Georgia kind of has that, that lineman factory, but those are a lot of new guys and they are going up against some grown-ass men on, on Clemson's D-line. All right, and, and they come in waves. Yeah. There's like nine of them. Well, I agree with Eric that it's going to be a low-scoring game. I would, you know, depending on the total, I would like the under uh, probably. But, you know, because I think with 
Clemson's question marks at running back and possibly wide receiver outside of Justin Ross if he's healthy. We'll see how he looks, but I think it's a low-scoring game. But the one thing that works against Georgia is that, you know, the only team in the country that's got a better defensive line than them is Clemson. And Georgia's got a stable of running backs, but I don't have a lot of faith in them week one to just come out in midseason form in Charlotte, North Carolina at a neutral site and just run it down Clemson's throat. Uh, and you guys touched on the secondary. I mean, as a, as a possible concern, I mean, their two corners, Andrew Booth and Sheridan Jones, both of those guys are going to be first or second day draft picks. I mean, they're freaks. They recruit as well as anybody, you know, just as good as Alabama and, you know, teams like LSU, you know, they got Ohio State. They've got superstars everywhere. And Georgia, historically, not good early in the season. So I, I just don't like it. If I'm going to bet it, I'm betting the over. I think they go undefeated. I think they go to the playoffs. I think DJ Uyunglele wins the Heisman. And even bolder prediction, I think Clemson wins the national title. Oh, let me get Jeez. out of my fire extinguisher for these flaming hot takes. Kid me? Yeah, I'm a little high on Clemson. Sounds like it. Well, I mean, you know, and there's a lot to be high on them about. I just, I don't know that week one really it, it lines up for them all that well. I mean, playing far and away the best team on your schedule week one with as many, if that's all. It, I tell you, if, if they're playing Georgia week six, right, where they've had, you know, four or five games to, to kind of mix some people in there and see what their best lineups are and what works, what doesn't then I would absolutely pick them because I think they would have it figured out in four games. And, and I think they'd probably be more than three and a half point favorites at a neutral site against Georgia. And I would pick I would pick the over. But week one is just kind of my breaking point. All right. We're going to move on from Clemson because I'm right and you guys are wrong. And uh, that's just the end of it. So <laughs> so we're going to move on. I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk to Eric about Louisville, the Cardinals. Yeah. Interesting uh, team. Scott, yeah, Scott Satterfield, third year here. I mean, they went four and seven last year. They were pretty abysmal. Um, mm, they minus, were they were. Go minus ahead. 12 and turnover margin. I, I mean, I'm just going to come out, Good come right out and say it. I'm taking God. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the under here. What do you got? Seven, over or under? Okay. Um, I have the over. All four Are you win. kidding me? <laughs> oh I'm not. So, okay, four and seven. They ran like a plus 32 point differential last year, right? They, they averaged three more points a game than they gave up. All four of their wins were convincing, right? Multiple scores. Four of their seven losses were seven points or less in games where they turned the ball over multiple times. They were 0 and 5 in games that were decided by 13 points or less. Everything I've read up on these guys has mentioned turnover, right? Turnover, 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 turnover merge, turnover merge. Uh, As it should. As it should, absolutely. If it's something they've been concentrating on all spring, probably through all through fall camp, you know, you can expect them to be better. You know, they're a handful of they're a handful of fumbles away from winning nine games last year. The the quarterback I like a lot. He threw fifteen picks last year. You kidding me? You kidding me? I think yeah. I think I think he had fifteen turnovers uh, between interceptions and fumbles. But, oh, excuse me. Well, okay. He's also scored fifty five touchdowns in the last two years, right? And fifty seven hundred total yards. Right. He, he had 37 runs of 10 plus yards last year, right? That's more than like half the teams in college football, right? The, the guy is electric. That's not necessarily a good thing. Well, it's no, it's not. And they, they have, no, they don't. He kind of is because they don't have a ton of experience in the wide receiver room. Um, they, they have, I think I counted three career starts coming back. 
receiver wise. They have a decent tight end. They bring back almost they got four guys coming back off the offensive line. So really for them it's just turnovers. They have they have, you know, defensively they got two good ends. They got four guys they can rotate rotate inside that are that are all right. All three of their linebackers are coming back. The best one's probably a kid named CJ Avery. They got the three starting corners coming back. And then they brought in two two safeties through the transfer portal that they're now not much depth behind those two guys, but if they're playing three corners and one safety, um, I think they'll be all right. And their schedule, frankly, is not real taxing, right? They got Clemson. That's a guaranteed loss. I mean, I can get them to seven wins, like without blinking. And then they have four kind of 50 50 games, in my opinion. Uh-oh. Are your eyelids duct tape sh- open? No. Are you kidding me? Okay. Are, are, <laughs> over? Oh, God. Kentucky. Right, keep going. Eastern Kentucky. Duke. Syracuse. Florida State. UVA. NC State. How many of those teams are going to beat Louisville? Florida State. UVA. I wouldn't scoff at those teams against Louisville this year. NC State will beat them on yeah. the road yeah. at NC State. I like that. Okay. I mean, you guys can disagree all you want and then just find out you're wrong later, I guess. But yeah, I, I think they're going to go eight and four. <laughs> Timmy, tell him where he's wrong. Tell him why. Hey, you know Lamar Jackson doesn't play for them anymore, right? <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan no. of Lamar. I know he doesn't play at Louisville. No, I just can't get over Malik Cunningham. Like you said, he does make a lot of big plays. He can sling the ball around. But it was like every team they played last year had a buy one, get one coupon for a free turnover every time he made a 20-yard completion. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> But, you know, turnovers aside, I just I see them not good defensively. You know, they lost six of those kids on defense that really wasn't that fantastic last year. Big hits in the linebacking core. And, you know, like you said, they got some transfer portal guys on the back end. But I see it as more of a revolving door kind of plug and play and see who works back there. I, I just can't get them over seven wins, man. Don't see it. Six at best. There, there were three teams in the ACC last year who gave up fewer points per game than Louisville. And one of them is Notre Dame, who's not playing with them this year. Right? Clemson and Pitt. And that's it. Everyone else. Well, they, I mean, also, they also didn't play North Carolina or Clemson right. last year. Because if you, if you want to throw those numbers out there, if they play North Carolina and Clemson, they get steamrolled twice by like 100%. 40. Yeah. So to the tune of 500 yards a clip too, but but it doesn't change the fact that I mean your guys are acting like it's a it's a terrible defense like they're Texas Tech or somebody. I mean they're they're fine on defense. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in this right here. Timmy thinks you're crazy. I kind of do too. I mean six starters coming back on defense with this team, they're gonna regress on defense. I think they were respectable last year. But, you know, their schedule, not quite as favorable this year. They're going to take an L. They're going to be toting one week one. Ole Miss will run the score up on them. They will not be able to stop them. They might score 40, but they're going to give up 50. I mean, no mercy. Yeah, UCF, that's not a gimme win. I mean, at Florida State, we don't know what Florida State. I mean, they got McKenzie Milton. We don't know. How good they're going to be? Yeah, UCF isn't Wake. a gimme, but it's absolutely a game they can win. Well, they should be favored in it, probably. Yeah. But you know, at NC State, Clemson at home, Kentucky, not a guaranteed win. I mean, Kentucky's dominated that series as of late. So I just don't like it, man. I don't seven wins. I mean, I could see them being bowl eligible, but I don't think they make the over Cunningham. I'm not a fan of his twelve picks last year. I mean, yeah, sixty four percent completion is pretty good, but when you lose your top two receivers, 
I think they regress there and on defense. I'm going under. I don't even want to talk about them anymore because they suck. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on, and I'm gonna ask you about Boston College, BC. Mm-hmm. Um, another yes. team that Vegas has at seven wins. Now, listeners, if you're uh, if you want to pick apart our uh, numbers here on over and unders, the some of these they may not be exact depending on what website you're looking at. It may be six and a half or seven and a half, whatever. But most of these numbers are just averages that we've taken. You know, if you've got five out of seven picking seven wins that's what we're going to use so uh eric bc over under seven wins i also have them over at eight and four jeff halfley was in his first la- first year last year um you know he's like a lot of these other first year coaches where you know he came in no spring ball right recruiting was a mess uh and you know you, you kind of got to give him a pass um on a on a pretty underwhelming first season um yeah, I, I'm just, I don't think you can read too much into that. I think the quarterback's all right. Uh, Phil Jurgovic, uh, he threw for about 2,500 yards, um, 17 touchdowns. They don't have, uh, necessarily a workhorse back or a guy they're going to feature. They got three guys that they're going to rotate and they have two good receivers coming back or they're, they're two best receivers coming back. Zay Flowers and Jalen Gill. Um, those guys came in for just about 90 catches. Flowers is a good player. Yeah. He's, he, him. He, he's, I think, he's uh, really explosive. He's yes. real good. Yeah. Um, they did, did lose a tight end who was pretty good. He was in the, I think he was all ACC actually. Um, and I don't know that they have an obvious replacement for him. If the success of your season hinges on the tight end, you probably have other problems, but they have all five offensive line starters back. Um, from a unit that was pretty decent. Um, they got three guys coming back on the defensive line. What hurts them, they lost their, their two best linebackers, right? And both of these guys were studs. They were, I think, both in the top 12, uh, nationally in tackles. Uh, these guys were all over the place, but they got three safeties and four corners. They can rotate in the secondary. I think they'll be fine. And their schedule fairly forgiving, I guess. I mean, I can get them to six wins pretty easily. And then, yeah, I think they got four remaining kind of toss up 50, 50 games and, you know, win two of those. Yeah. I think they can do it. I mean, they're going to be Colgate, UMass and Temple. <laughs> they're, they're going to lose to Clemson. Obviously, uh, I think they're going to lose to Missouri, but they're going to beat Syracuse and Georgia Tech. I think they'll probably beat Florida State. So then you get Virginia Tech, NC State, Wake, and Louisville win two of those. And I, I, I don't see why they can't do it. So give me the over. Yeah. Timmy? Yeah, you didn't lose your khakis on this one, man. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Boston College is going to be a sneaky team this year, man. A lot of people are sleeping on them. I got the over here. Um, like you mentioned, first-year head coach last year. We all know how that went for everybody. So. We'll see what he does this year. But like I said, I think they're going to be sneaky and don't sleep on him. Um, you touched on Phil Jerkovich last year, man. He's he's pretty good back there, man. You mentioned his stats. But, uh, yeah, an interesting stat for that kid is, you know, he averaged 255 yards a game, which was second in school history, only to Matt Ryan. And, you know, we all know how Matt Ryan turned out. So that's a, that's a pretty big accolade there. You know, you already touched on Zay Flowers. He's real dynamic back there, man. He's all it. An all ACC kid. He caught 56 balls for damn near 900 yards and nine touchdowns last year. And he was fifth in the nation in 40 yard receptions or more with seven of those grabs, man. That kid's big play all over the place. Um, you know, their defense will be a little bit of a question mark, but they didn't get a big boost. They got a Florida State transfer kid coming in there to fill some of the holes, but they're not going to be a world beater, 
But like you mentioned, their schedule's got a lot of 50-50 games on it. I like their potential. You know, give me the over at eight here. Mm, interesting. Well, I'm going to let some air out of this. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm not taking the under. I, I think you would be crazy to take the under here. I, I mean, them making it to a bowl game, I think is an utter certainty. If I was going to bet it, I, I wouldn't be willing to take the over. I, I'm taking a push here and just going to let it ride. I agree with Eric that they're going to start 3-0, and um, but I got to take a nails to Missouri, Clemson, you know, possibly Wake Forest at the end of the year. Virginia Tech could be a loss. It is at home. So, you know, but going on the road to Louisville, I mean, their road games outside of Clemson, very manageable. So I could see them getting to eight wins, like you guys said, but if I'm going to bet it, I'm just going to take a push and let it ride. And the reason for that, you know, you you guys touched on their linebackers. That, I mean, when you lose 206 tackles and six and a half sacks up front, that I mean, that's a dagger to me, you know, from a team that gave up 28 a game last year and only had 25 sacks in 11 games. So I, I don't like the defense. I think they possibly take a step back there. I think their secondary will be, will be better. But they 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 don't have a pass rush to me, you know. So when they play these teams like Missouri, Virginia Tech, NC State, I, I just don't see them getting to the quarterback enough. Stop them. I, I think they take a step back on defense and get worse. So I, I'm not going to take the over. I'm I'm just going to give them a push and you know let it ride there. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but you know, I don't re- yeah, I can't blame you guys for taking the over. If I had to pick over or under, I would certainly take the over. I do agree there because I think, like I said, all their road games are really manageable at Louisville, at Syracuse, Massachusetts, Temple, Georgia Tech. Those are all, I mean, they should all be wins for them. So their only road game where they're going to take an L is Clemson. I mean, they'll they'll get blown out by them. But outside of that, you know, they're just not a very interesting team to me. I think Jerkovich is okay. I mean, <laughs> I think he'd honestly probably wishes he wouldn't have transferred from Notre Dame because he'd be starting for Notre Dame this year. Interesting fact there. But moving on from them, what we're going to do now, Eric, I'm going to rapid fire the rest of these because I think these teams just aren't very good. So we're going to stay in the Atlantic and I'm going to rapid fire uh, from Wake Forest all the way to Syracuse here. So I'll start with Wake, Vegas, six and a half, over or under? Are you asking me or telling me? (laughs) Uh, I'm asking you. Over. Do what? Over. Yeah. I'll take oh. over on them. Are you speaking oh. a different language? I, I don't over. know. I didn't think so. Yeah. Over. Get me. Get me. Okay. Oh, no. Old Dominion, Norfolk over. State, Florida State, Duke, Syracuse. That's five W's without even breathing. Um, they're going to lose to North Carolina. They're going to lose to Clemson, probably badly in most cases. But then they got Army, Virginia, Louisville, NC State, and BC. Can they, can they win two of those games? Two of those five? I Sure. I'm, I'm not picking them to win 10 games. I think they can get to seven. Mm. We suck. Well, wrong. Timmy, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy tell, tell him why he's wrong, wrong. Coming off the top. I feel like Timmy's about to come off the top rope here. What do you, what, this, what do you got, Tim? This team's a trash can, dude. Six and a half games. You kidding me? I'm giving him six at best. Um, <laughs> 20 and 22 kids coming back. But like we've said before, do they want all those kids? No. Look at their offensive line, man. They played nine games last year. They gave up 27 sacks. Are you kidding me? We couldn't do diddly 
poo offensively. Their offense can score, but they they have to score because their defense is a friggin' tire fire, man. They gave up 435 yards in the air, 180 on the ground, and 32 points per game last year. Good God. You know, only 17 sacks. I mean, just look, look at some of the scores, man. They, they yeah. gave up 37 to Clemson. You know, you get a golf clap for keeping them under 50 there. Good job. You know, <laughs> 45 to NC State, 59 to North Carolina, 45 to Louisville, 42 to Wisconsin. All L's. You know, you excited about them kids coming back? Because I'm not. Give me six yeah. at best. Yeah. Excited? No, but I think they can win seven. Yeah. Strangely enough, I'm actually going to agree agree with Eric. I've got him at seven and five. Um, oh my god! I know. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they have five just extraordinarily guinea games. I mean, seven's an above average team. Kid me. We suck. Okay, again, Old Dominion, Norfolk State, Florida State, Syracuse, Duke. That's five. Yeah, I'll go. I'll give you those five. The rest of them L's. <laughs> I, I, okay, if you think you're going, so you think they're going to go zero and seven against everyone else, then uh, you're, you know, sure, knock yourself out. No, Eric don't like your pick, dude. He don't like it. He thinks you're crazy. They're a trash can. Yeah, they suck. I don't even know why I'm picking the over. I'm moving on. I'm tired of talking about Wake Forest. Weak Forest. All right, Eric, NC State. Give me your over under six and a half. Uh, well, six and a half. Under then I have six in my notes and I, I would push that if I had to pick one of those, I would take the under, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I think they can win six. They were, they were not nearly as good as eight and three looks last year. They, they ran a plus 15 point differential. That's much more indicative of a 500 team. They, they beat a lot of bad teams unconvincingly. And then when they played the good teams, they got rolled. They like, they got capital D destroyed. So, you know, they, they have a worse point differential than Virginia, who was five and five. So I don't think they were really an eight-win team last year, and I think they're probably a six-win six-win team this year. They'll beat USF, they'll beat Furman, they'll beat Syracuse, they'll beat Louisiana Tech. I think uh, probably beat Mississippi State. After that, I don't know. They're not going to beat Miami. They're not going to beat North Carolina or Clemson. I don't think they'll beat Boston College. So I got them at six. Well, okay, Eric, I, mean, I can see your argument here. This, this team is a real fickle team for me. I mean. The- I know you and Vegas would tend to agree with you. You know, they've they've got them at six and a half, even though, you know, they were eight and four last year. Most of Vegas thinks they overachieved, you know, and and they did, arguably. I mean, they were minus six in turnovers a year ago, gave up 29 a game, you know, had some decent sack numbers, you know, 32 sacks. When you're minus six in turnovers and you win that many games, it's kind of confusing. I mean, they got blown out by Virginia Tech in week two, and then they, you know, got blown out by North Carolina, but then they lost by a field goal to Miami and then won their last four games against, you know, one of those games against Liberty, who's not a bad team. They're actually really good. No, no, those guys can play, yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually going to take the over, barely. I think they go seven and five here. Um, You know, they do have some talented players. I mean, especially like their wide receiver core, they're loaded at receiver. I mean, their top three guys are back. New quarterback coming in. I don't know how good that kid is. I honestly haven't watched him. But, <laughs> I mean, with that much talent come back at receiver, I think their defense probably takes a step forward. I mean, they've got 10 starters back. So, you would think that the turnover margin is going to get cleaned up a little bit. I think they win seven games. You know, not much to talk about. They don't have any highly touted, you know, NFL-type prospects. but. 
you know, I, I think they're better than 500 teams. Phew. All right. Well, I'm going to move on. They're not interesting to me. Um, this is a team that I really just wanted to roast for this whole podcast because they suck. And I'm talking about oh, Florida State. Bring it. Five wins. Eric, I'm going on. I'm going under. They, oh God, I got nothing for Florida State. I mean, I, I don't want to just be that guy that comes on here and just hates on a team because they're terrible. But I mean, you look at where they were under Jimbo Fisher. 12 and 2, 14 and 0, 13 and 1, 10 and 3, 10 and 3. I mean, the, the, they were a relevant team. And here we are four years later, and they're a dumpster fire. Yes. So I'm Thank going, you, I'm really going under. No, yeah. I have, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, and you should, because they're bad. What? That had to be one of the worst hires. Oh, that immediately turned them into a trash can. No, it was, it was Willie Taggart situation was mismanaged from start to finish. And, you know, yeah, under first off, before I forget, then we can go off on a tangent here, but um, <laughs> they're bad. They're going to be Jacksonville State. They're going to be Syracuse. Are they going to be beat Syracuse? That might. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe? Syracuse is awful. Yes, um, they'll, they'll beat Syracuse. No, they'll beat Syracuse. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you why in a couple minutes. You know, last year they were 87th in the country in tackles for loss. They were 119th in sacks. They had 10 sacks last year as a team. You know, I, I think, first off, I think the coach is the right guy to get it turned around. And I hope they do because I think Florida State is one of those teams that, um, you know, like them, uh, Miami, Texas, Penn State, definitely USC. And I got a lot more on them next week. Um, I, I just think college football as a whole is better off if those teams are relevant, right? When those teams have lost their fifth game by Halloween, you know, and the fan bases have checked out, uh, at the, Kind of, they're they're kind of like the Yankees and Red Sox or the Cowboys, where the sport as a whole, I think, is better off. And I'm not saying they have to be great. They don't have to win ten or eleven games every year and go to New Year's Six Bowls. They just have to matter, right? They have to play December games that mean something. Right? And I know Jim Moore yeah, would probably chew point, my they ass. Don't matter. And they don't, you know. And I think they're on the right track. Again, first year coach, no spring. Uh, he inherited a roster. Mike Norville inherited a roster that was, I don't even have words to describe how bad that roster was when he walked in. Yeah. No. Timmy, what I got, do you got on Florida I State? I got beef Over with under. Florida State, man. I got, I'm, I'm agreeing with Eric. Oh, They're under. Here we go. My beef with Florida State, man, if you look at their recruiting classes over the last five, six, seven years, they're like top five in the country. You're winning, you know, Seven games, five games, six games with those kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If if you can't recruit Ugh. in your own backyard, man, you might as well just chalk it up and go home. So they, they I mean, they need to get their shit together as far as that goes. And it's not going to, I'll tell you, it's not going to get any easier now that Gus Malzahn's Oh, no, absolutely just, not. Because if you don't think that that, if you don't think that dude's going to recruit at a power five level, you are. He's going to be poaching them kids. So. I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think they regress even further this year. I, I do think they'll be improved on defense. Well, how do you mean regress? Like I mean, because we're there, what three and six, right? Yeah. Well, the the thing about it to me, it's an interesting story with Florida State, and I don't want to spend any more time on them really. But Mackenzie Milton, you know, he's in his like 14th year as a college senior now. I think, yeah, something like that. You feel like he should have been gone 10 years ago, but. If he can stay healthy, they should improve, but I just don't really have much faith in him staying healthy. I mean, he's coming off a catastrophic knee injury. So defensively, they're abysmal. They're terrible on defense. 
36 a game last year. So they, they suck. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. It makes me want to puke. So, you know, no offense, no offense to like Florida State fans, but I mean, I, I feel for you guys. Like you guys have to be just hurting. Like I'm sitting here saying their team sucks. I, I know it, but they know it even more than we do. Well, all right. I'm going to move on. And, you know, no offense to Syracuse fans, but I'm not going to spend any time on Syracuse. You know, it's a three win total from Vegas. Um, I'm going under based on schedule. Either one of you guys have anything to add on Syracuse? This is not a college basketball podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, If it's three, I'll push it. If it's three and a half, I'll take the under. I mean, yeah. I'm not not sure. They'll beat Rutgers and Albany, maybe. I don't think they'll beat yeah. Ohio or anyone else. They're, yeah, I, they're bad. I think, I think maybe a push, but I'm I'm going under three. So, all right, Timmy, I'm going to move over to you, and we're going to rapid fire these teams. Uh, give me give me your over under on Pittsburgh, the Panthers. I know you've got a soft spot in your heart for them. So, uh, seven yeah, wins. Over we under. all know here collectively. I follow Pittsburgh sports. You know, professionally, there it's where my allegiance lies, but not in the collegiate realms. I got him under. Um, Pat Narduzzi, <laughs> he just makes me laugh, man. He's he's crazy. He's a good guy, but he just can't get them over the hump, man. Eight and five, eight and five, five and seven, seven and seven, eight and five, six and five. The only reason he still has a job is because it seems like every year they seem to pull out this phenomenal, miraculous victory. You know, like 2019, they beat UCF and ended their ridiculous regular season win streak. 2017, they shit all over Miami when they were number two in the country in the last game of the year and ruined their hopes. You know, 2016, they went into Death Valley and beat Clemson. But but then they follow all those wins up two weeks later and lose to the Syracuses of the world. So, it, I don't know, man. I got them under at six, and I think Narduzzi goes on the hot seat this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've got them at push at best. If I had to bet it, I would take the under. Um, I do think they get better on defense this year. I mean, they were pretty impressive on defense last year. Only gave up 94 yards a game on the ground. So I think they improved there a little bit. I mean, you know, they've got 14 starters coming back total. They lost their top tackler. But, you know, like Tim said, they're they're one of those teams that you just you can't ever count on them, you know, especially against the spread. They're, <laughs> you know, interestingly, over the last 10 years, 63, 63 and two against the spread. So. It's a total roll of the dice when you're betting on Pittsburgh to cover a spread or to win. You know, I mean, it's just, they're so 50-50. But I'm going to move on from them, and we're going to talk about Tim's favorite team on earth, the Virginia <laughs> Cavaliers. <laughs> Tim, Tim, let's hear it. Six over. Uh, they're a push at six, man. Um, <laughs> you know, all you ever, all you ever hear about, all you ever what? hear about them is... Bronco Mendenhall and how they've improved every year under him. Like we're talking about improving to a five win team. Like get out of here, man. You know, look at their schedule. Let's just, let's count the L's here. North Carolina L Miami L Louisville L Notre Dame L Pitt L. And then they got Virginia tech obviously every year, last game of the year. They beat them once in the last 17 years. That's six L's right out of the gate. Get out of here. You don't, you don't think well, BYU I'm just counting the guaranteed L's, you know, BYU uh, I mean, might be in that mix. Well, I'm not sure that BYU is a guaranteed win um, or a guaranteed loss because, I mean, they lost Zach Wilson and outside of 
Coastal Carolina, they didn't play a soul last year. I mean, they played a bunch of Division II teams. So, I, <laughs> but I, I agree with Tim here. I, I'm going to take a push at best, but I think they do go under based on schedule. Um, Timmy, moving on. Georgia Tech, five wins over or under? Uh, under. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, Georgia Tech, man, you know. Are they still not a fan running? Of, not a are fan they still of them running the power? triple option, man? Are you kidding no, me? they're not. No. I actually had to look that up. They're not. They're running a pro style offense now, and you know they're still doing they're doing power cleans on the sideline before the games. <laughs> no, they're not running the triple option, but they still have a ton of triple option players. Right? It's it's been it's been two years. That's that's kind of going to be their problem. Is they don't they have a roster and and half their guys really aren't suited all that great for what they do now. That's all. Yeah, agreed. I don't yeah, put under. too much effort into them. No, I don't think they're putting too much effort into playing their games either. They <laughs> suck. We suck. I mean, that's the most bizarre <laughs> out, just out of left field warm up for a game that I've ever seen. A, a line of dudes doing power cleans. Moving on from them because they're terrible. Um, and speaking of unders, uh, we're going to talk about Duke last. I, I'm going <laughs> under. <laughs> I, I hate to do that to him because, you know, Cutcliffe's a good guy and all, but yeah, I just don't see it. Um, three and a half over under, Timmy. I don't even really care. <laughs> 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 the only thing that I care about is the Kansas-Duke game. The trash can bowl. <laughs> Who's going to win that game? That's what I care about. <laughs> First off, Duke's going to win that. Secondly, I think they should play. They should alternate home and home every year, and they should play every year, kind of late enough in the season where basketball has started, and then do a doubleheader where everyone who who can show a ticket from the football game gets free admission to the basketball game, like that starts an hour after the the football game ends. I didn't even realize this last week that they play because um, I, I spent zero time looking at Kansas because they're worse than bad. Duke and Kansas, I'm. I'm just calling it right now. That, Man, that you might be, be onto something. You could be like a, a marketing director at Duke. No Where's doubt. your resume yeah. at? That does take me back to, you know, major league where he's like, you know, free admission to anybody who was alive last time the Indians won a pennant. <laughs> so <laughs> I think Eric's onto something there. You know, I agree. They're going under that. That's going to wrap us up on over and unders. We've gone God, way too long on some of these crap teams. And, you know, listeners, if you're still with us, we very much appreciate you because that was, it's tough to get through some of this. It really is. Um, do you guys have anything to add before we, you know, close out, um, you know, of note? Yeah, I'm ready to hear the terms of your bet. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me of that. So if you're, you know, now that you've come up with the terms that I got to sing Rocky Top and wear a Tennessee jersey on Twitter. Uh, just so you know, you're going to have to get you a pair of pleated khakis and a Michigan oh shirt and some god awful <laughs> glasses. And that's going to be your profile picture on Facebook. I got to so, be John Harbaugh for Halloween. Is that what you're telling me? Jim Harbaugh. That's who you're. Jim be. Harbaugh. Excuse me. Whole yeah. Harbaugh family's a joke. Yeah. Get them out. You can, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can pick your poison between either Harbaugh with some pleated khakis or you can put on a Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson jersey. Oh whichever. god, I don't know which one pains me more. <laughs> whichever Ugh. one, buddy, it's your choice. 
Do you want to be shot by a nine millimeter? I'm gonna or a have to take the Harbaugh <laughs> one because there's no way that that Ravens jersey is ever touching my skin. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna wrap us up. Um, we got Pac-12 coming next week. Um, if you guys want to find us, you can find us on Twitter Don't at South End Zone Pod. Reach out to us, hit us issue. up, roast our takes. Please we'll put you on blast after. when you make a stupid take. Just so you know, we'll bring you back more with the Pac-12 next week. See you. Thank you very much. Have a great day.